Greetings, everyone. It is For the Record, episode number 79. Hope everyone is doing well. Um, I am going to make this rather quick, uh, just because it's been an insane day and an even crazier week. Um, episode was sponsored by Audible.com. We have some new sponsors coming next week, which we'll get up uh, when there's a bit more time and things have been fleshed out. There's some really cool ones I can't wait to share, but today is our lovely sponsor, Audible.com. For a free audiobook and 30-day free trial, visit www.audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Okay, today's episode was with Joe Taylor, the vocalist for, um, I, I don't know what I'd call them, post-hardcore, uh, progressive metal, I, I, there's there's a number of genres you can put, um, just know that they were, they're fucking awesome. Uh, they're a band called Versus, uh, from out in Seattle, Washington. They're currently on Revival Recordings. Their new album, The Cardinal, came out, and so Joe and I got to talk a little bit about the making of the record, and it was, it, it, it got kind of deep at some points, but I saw these guys when they opened up for Alisana on the recent tour they did back in February on the um, the 10 for all years of Vanity and Waxter. They were one of the openers, and they fucking blew me away. They were so incredible. Joe is a monster vocalist, and that whole band is so musically gifted. Um, we talked about the Cardinal and the writing behind it and just kind of the emotion and the, uh, the some of the things he went through when they were making the record. Um, but it was such a great time. Um, I'm really looking forward to everyone hearing this one, and we'll be back next week. All right, episode number 79 of For the Record with Joe Taylor of Versus. Enjoy. finish up even though i always keep going after that but other than that i'm oh, I feel that one man i understand that one 100 <laughs> well, i mean being in a band you definitely i mean that never stops for you guys and everybody's on different time zones too so it's just like if my day starts at seven really it probably starts at like 4 30 because people on the east coast eating oh, for you yeah. know 7 30 oh, yeah. or eight o'clock in the morning yeah, How, I mean, how's the how's the press essentially been for the like the press schedule been for the record it, since it's coming out tomorrow? Like, have you done any of the like the general junket interviews where it's kind of like you power through everything you can in one day, or is it kind of? Oh been... my goodness, dude! Like, uh, my publicist Jen is a freaking godsend. Yes, and yes, I'm she just, is. She's I'm awesome. Just, I'm just glad that she puts up with me because, like. <laughs> She, like, even her, she, like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out my phone, being, like, trying to prioritize a million different things at one time, <laughs> and she's texting me, she's like, Jared said you haven't called yet, and I'm like, I'm about to call, I just got my phone turned back on, and, like, uh, the other one went kaputi, and... Oh, man. No, it's just, like, I go through phones, like, 
No one the business. I just break them all the time. Oh, man. Uh, do you have an iPhone, or is it a... No, I have a Galaxy Note. I need, like, get old. I need a big screen, and, like, I gotta be the sign stuff, so it just... Annoying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No. Um. I've heard. I mean, I'm an I'm an Apple person, but I I've I've messed with the Galaxy phones, and I I have friends who have used them, and uh, the cameras on those things are fucking amazing. Like they kind of put, um, ironically, as I say this on an iPhone, it kind of put the they kind of put Apple camera phones to shame in that sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, it's super good to talk to you, and I'm, I'm really stoked, um, I actually saw you guys, uh, not too long ago at, um, it was at, uh, DNA Lounge, you guys opened up for Alisana on the, uh, the, on Phil oh, Wayne's yeah, show. yeah, 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 that was, a, that was a good show. Yeah, you guys were so much fun to watch, I was, I, uh, photographed that show, but, I mean, I was, I was super into it in the way that you guys... Um, I, I mean, one of the things, one of the points I'd written down is it, it's very evident that you give it your all when you're playing a live show, like more so than some other bands that I've seen before within this genre. And, uh, with, with you guys, were your shows always that intense when you guys play or did it kind of evolve over time with, um, in every terms single of show. every single show, every single show, awesome. And because like, the thing is like, I could be having the, you know, you know, like we were talking about dealing with press or, you know, just a, it's not as far as like dealing with press, just like an overload. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot, a lot of things going on at one time. And like, I can be having the crappiest day, but, you know, and everything, you know, that might be making the day stressful is surrounded. You know, it has something to do with the band. And that kind of makes it seem super stressful at, at, to a certain point. But then whenever you, like, you know, it's it's for me too. You know, the music is for me as well when I play it, and it's just like whenever you get up there, it's just that that's not like a show that we like rehearsed or put up. It, it's like just that's how we feel when we play these songs. Like it's just we do it. It doesn't matter if there's ten kids in the room. That's what you're gonna get. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, it. it you could. Uh, it's you're one of those shows that I've seen where you just kind of feel the emotion pour off of you guys and into the audience and the crowd like what i mean you guys were one of the openers i didn't know if you'd ever toured here before but it's just like the crowd were super into it and it's like that says a lot for an opener um on a on a bill that's just kind of coming up and has a debut record coming out and i i I immediately paid attention i think after that first song i was like holy shit what is this (laughs) yeah i feel like you know we've been touring for a while and we've been uh but i feel like you know this industry is a lot of work, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work, like, as far as branding yourself and stuff like that, and, yeah. you know, and just because we've been playing, you know, intent, those, those intense shows for, you know, years, we've been touring the whole United States, and it's, uh, but, you know, that's the whole point of touring right there, like, uh, it, you know, you gotta, we, we were in a good spot of the bill, too, you know, we were, um, you know, a couple bands deep in yeah. the actual tour package, and then you know, with the local, you know, with the locals and stuff like that. You know, by the time we got up there, mm-hmm. the room is nice and packed out, and, and people are, and that that's what we like—a fresh room of people who don't know us, because that's what like we're 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 a message, like we have a message to give people, and it's not necessarily as effective if we give it to the same people. It's great to have a following and, you know, a great following and have the repeat people come back and know the words of your songs. 
But at the same time, we're trying to reach people on a message level. We're trying to get out to as many new kids as possible. And so I can't even tell you how many kids in that crowd knew us or seen us before or haven't. But, you know, uh, we're going to bring it out in you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a very emotionally driven show and everybody has that in common, regardless if you know the music or not. Absolutely. Um, so, ironically, one of the questions that I ask, I, I will do this as these, I have like these two questions I use to kind of close out an interview, but for the purpose of segues, you, I, I there's one that I'm going to ask now, uh, going off of something that you said, which is um, about the message that you guys have. And one of the questions is, what kind of message, if you have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? And I'm curious to know what, um, but what your answer is for that. Yeah, well, um, the people who are part of the Versus movement or, you know, that are frequent with Versus, they know that we, you know, are a suicide and, you know, awareness band of your own mental health. Um, just from, you know, me, like me personally, I lost my stepdad two years ago to suicide. Oh and, and, you know, I hit rock bottom emotionally and yeah. I, I, now want to use it. My, my boys that know how important this message is want to use this band as a catalyst to create, you know, the system is fucked up, dude. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, the way that it is and the way that it's set up, it's, you know, doctors and, and pharmacies get paid a percentage of all these high-end prescriptions that are written out to people, from people who don't even have insurance but need this care. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, we're spending, you know, 60 billion more dollars on our military, like, when we have people literally going crazy in the streets. Um, and, you know, I haven't had, you know, the opportunity to have the mental health counseling or help feeling, you know, understanding why they feel the way they feel. So as people, if this, you know, if, if the system isn't going to be there for us, then we have to create our own network of, support and understanding for depression and mental illness and let people understand that it's okay to talk about it and it's okay to you know to admit that you have that you have you know these crude feelings even towards yourself and we just want we we want that's our message we want people to understand that they have somewhere to go there is no you know it's not all lost we can we can work it out. And, you know, if, if it's me one-on-one with a kid or if it's another fan with another fan just picking, you know, picking them up, you know, it's just a community of support and love. And that's what we stand for. Like, it's just, that that's it. Like, we, I, we don't want people feeling the way we know you can feel in these circumstances. So we're going to do what we can to make that, um, you know, out in the open and tangible, you know? Yeah. Man, that's that's beautiful. I mean, there was there was actually a band that I interviewed on this. Um, uh, it's called Assuming We Survive. They're like a they're like a pop punk. I know those guys. Yeah. yeah um, they we talked about this a little bit too because they were telling me something like I think the Adrian was telling me how um, he wanted their band to be kind of a similar thing too, and so he would say like I'd meet fans and like we met this girl at the show and we were talking after and all this stuff and she was talking about just how hopeless she felt and all this stuff and um then she he said like okay you know what you can message us anytime but if you really want to let's tell me everything that you're feeling that you just 
you don't you say like i don't like this about myself and we'll tackle it one by one and we'll work on it and we'll build it up and you'll always have a place to feel like you're like you belong and that you i guess kind of a a therapy in a way and it was i'd I'd always remembered that and so when you said that 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 really made me think of that but that's i mean that's beautiful you can you can also i i could get the feeling that there's that kind of there's that deep emotion in the songs like i listen to the cardinal and i can there's there's such this emotional backbone to it um i mean just wow man First, first off, assuming we survive, fucking incredible dudes. Like they are, yes. Solid, solid dudes, and I'm glad to hear that there's, you know, other bands out there because that's our goal is to make sure that you know there's many people out there creating the support system. We don't want it to drag a dollar to our net. We want it to help people. So as many bands and as many people that pick up on that this issue and that we can tackle it together, then. It's amazing to hear. Like that's like one of the best things I've heard all week. Like I'm glad those guys are actually sticking out there. <laughs> yeah, they were that. they were super rad. They were awesome. Yeah, it's 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 an important thing to have. You know, what happened to me and loss and dealing with depression was a shitty thing. But it, I was touring in a band at that point. Still, you know, like touring in this band and. um from that point, that point on, I had, it had it had more purpose. It had more resonation because it had a meaning with it. And other than just similar, you know, simple personal things that a normal record is about, it's a little bit deeper and a little bit bigger picture than that. And that's what I'm, I'm just happy that such a shitty situation was able to give me that. You know? Yeah. Um, when you're writing about. When when you're writing about um, depression, mental illness, uh, basic just topics in that within that vein, is it is it a bit more challenging to write about what you really want to say? Sometimes people have to overcome that barrier, or is it more therapeutic than anything? Where it feels like, well, it's, yeah, it's therapeutic, but like the challenge isn't like actually coming with the context. The challenge for me is I'll get, you know, into the first verse of the song that I'm trying to put, you know, in this in this image I'm trying to put across with this particular song, and I'll catch myself not being, and this is a thing with the music industry, is like not being brutally honest and not being, not saying what you actually mean. And that I catch myself and then I have to scrap it, and that's when the song really takes shape because it's when... I have to remind myself all the time just to be honest and real. Don't, you know, don't swing it around metaphors. Just freaking say what it is and call it, you know, if it's blue, it's blue. If it's green, it's green. You know, it's just like, call it what it is. Yeah. Um, I remember an interview uh, that I think it was the vocalist for a band called We Are The In Crowd did where they worked with uh, they work with John Feldman, the producer who does he does like all those like uh, he does yeah. a lot of pop hug and stuff like that. And so she was saying like how when we before we started writing the record, he said let's just go out for coffee and talk. Tell me about what you're going through. Tell me emotionally what you're thinking about writing about and all this stuff. And so they just had these like heart to hearts. And then when they went into the studio and she would write a set of lyrics and it maybe didn't feel honest, he'd be like. No, I think you should change this. I, that that's not what you told me earlier. You got to be honest, and you really got to bring it out. And I, I went back and listened to the stuff, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's it! It's so it made such a difference compared to what they had put out versus what 
they put out um, on a more recent record because it felt like there was this honesty. And I feel like there's there's a serious honesty with your music and with um, I mean just with any track on the record, whether it's something that's super heavy and upbeat or um, something that's like the silence or um, empty or, or just any of those tracks. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it just, it, like you, like what you're saying also points up to a very like huge spotlight on writing a good record too, is having a producer and an engineer that, that understands the emotional value of content. And that, that's something that we have, you know, with, um, you know, we, I've done our last two records with veteran producer Casey Bates, who, in Memphis May Fire, you know, um, and the new record, yeah. um, he's done a like he's done so many, his grit rock bands, and it's, when, and me and him, you know, we, we became close because not music, just because he understood, well, because of music, but he understood that it was bigger than that, and he, literally pushes the envelope on us and making, you know, it's just being real. Like, we won't ever give a bullshit song to Casey because it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. <laughs> and, it's you know, it's just like, when we write a song, it's, it's grit straight to the point. And we build it up from that point. But, yeah, Casey has uh, basically put this, like, musical writing shot collar on us mentally to where we just know if it's a song you know yeah um well i guess kind of speaking back on the production side of things and um uh one of the and a couple of the songs that were on here there's a number of i mean there's there's a number of heavier tracks you guys are definitely within the i i I don't know what i would uh give you genre wise like you could say progressive you could say spaghetti core All right, we're going to use that. Emotional spaghetti core. <laughs> Perfect. Um, there's a number of like heavier songs, but then there's, in the middle, there's tr- there's The Silence and Empty, which are these much softer, um, not necessarily ballads, but they're just, they're um, more toned back songs in terms of instrumentation, and it, they're not as heavy. Um, was that a conscious decision to put those tracks in the middle or did the songs just kind of come in order like i guess how was the track listing designed for it and in terms of the story you guys wanted to tell with the cardinal as far as the track listing we kind of um the record tells such a story that it was really easy to to place everything and you know the only situation in the record with placement that we you know had to sit down and be like okay well where do we put this song was one of those songs that you named empty, you know, the piano, it's a, you know, just a pretty much a fully piano and vocal song. And, um, it, and usually one of the, a song like that comes way earlier in the record, but, um, it's as far as like where it set emotionally, like it, it, it wasn't, you know, heavy and all that stuff, but as far as it just portrayed such a heavy emotion with it, that, it was able to be right there at the, you know, the the climax of the record and the end of the record. And it's, um, so that was really the only song that was kind of like, we had to sit down and think about where it needed to go. But it kind of chose itself, and we went back and forth with the label, and, like, it was pretty easy 
solution. We were just like, pretty much where we thought it should go is where they thought it should go as well. And um, so that worked out well. And, and then the silence of me just kind of flew right in where it needed to go. It was a, a very, you know, powerful song, but it was more, you know, like you said, pulled back and um, a little toned down. And I think it was just important as far as like what the song is about to, and to also have that, that organ, you know, that kind of mellowness within the chaos of what is the Cardinal. When you're writing lyrics for songs like these, like, and I mean, even with, even with the term, um, for lack of a better term, tone down, uh, a song like the silence is when you're writing lyrics, um, for something as honest and as emotionally heavy as it, um, how many drafts do you usually go through? Is it is it something that's do you have a set kind of process or does it change over time or does it depend on the song or? You know, we might. Have, here's the thing about our band and writing emotional songs, is, and this is how we keep them real right here. Okay, and it is that we might have a few lines of lyrics and a melody, but a lot of the times when we go into the studio to finally record a song. We might have the idea, but a lot of times those lines that come off, well, you know, maybe you have something written down, but when you get there, something completely different comes out because that's what was, that's what, that, that was the, that was real. You know, it was a realist way to come, to bring that line across and to bring, maybe it's completely, completely different words, but yeah, we take, we don't, we don't sit there and try to rhyme and shit and like, we have, you know, poetry, and then we write. We format the rest of the message around that that start of poetry. That's that's super fascinating. Like I, I mean, it's I mean, you can I, I definitely didn't hear rhyming when I listened to the songs, and I mean, you can't. I mean, it's hard to do that when you're doing when you're doing a style of music like this. There's, I mean, there's some bands that can sort of do it, but it's more. It, it's more just, it feels more like you're just kind of just, you put yourself out on the table and I guess what comes out, comes out, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Zigzag and Burn are two examples of maybe a, one sentence was written for the whole song. Me and Josh literally sat in there and we sang what was, what was you know, what was there. We sang, I, I had a feeling and we started putting it down. And the wonderful thing about Josh and how intricate of a person he is in this band is that being a front man, you're very territorial when it comes to how you're trying to put a particular feeling across. And with Josh, it's effortless because he can, he almost can just sense it. He can just feel where I'm at and he's able to just like, it's not like, oh man, he comes, he comes pretty close to hitting exactly what I, no, this dude like comes <laughs> and brings right what I like what I was going for and he's just good about he's good about it like he's just so talented in that manner it's just it's incredible like he's almost like he's in my head and so it's just it's a cool it's a cool thing we have going here it makes such a huge difference when everyone's kind of firing on if not the same cylinders on all cylinders and and creating in the same capacity if that makes sense Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's the same way with the rest of the band, too. It's like when Mac and Brandon are, like, writing the instrumental of the song and Josh 
they they know the texture of the like what what like what our music is like when they bring something to the table it's just like yeah I got something for that like that's it's never like oh it's weird it's like it's just <laughs> no it's like right on like they know we're it's funny and it's the best way to describe this motion that we're putting across and like depression and anxiety and it, it, I can explain it just like I explained it to the graphic artist and she was like when we were trying to design this you know record cover yeah and she, she was just like what do you want to go for and the only thing I could give her is just feeling I could be I was just like it should it should be dark cold and wet that's what it should be like and that's how like and it, she brought it out she brought and it exactly when I when I see that record cover that's exactly the 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 feeling the you know you can almost feel it on your fingertips like it's just it's hard to explain it's just there it's 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 the, the look of the record cover describes the record was the cardinal as the t- as the title for the album was that something that was chosen to represent something darker or was that did that have a different um, meaning in terms of what it represented for the album well the cardinals definition you know its actual literal definition or cardinals definition is important it's you know so and and so the actual record doesn't describe anything dark all it, it it explains that that this dark side of you is important to to acknowledge and to own and to deal with to because there's not without dark there's no light man I mean, it's just that's just the way it is it's just the way yeah every everything from emotion to science it, it's just that's just what it is and it's um that that's what that's what the the, the title is supposed to put across is important this is this message is important we didn't need any flashy like you know crazy visual art we just needed what it was and that's the cardinal it's it's important if you want to if you want to see what 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 the cardinal is listen and then find something in it you know yeah for sure um that i mean i think that i think that what you said is super important in the sense that you you do need the dark um without the dark there's no light i mean it's it's one of those things where um i mean i often think about um i often think about stand up comedy because a lot of comedians the humor that they have is coming from a really dark place and you see these people that are smiling all on stage and then you read and hear kind of about people, whether they talk on a podcast or they do interviews, and you're like, holy shit, that, and you made the joke that, like, made everybody smile and made you smile, and it came from that place. You, It's just, it's... it's all about owning it, dude. When yeah. You own the dark, when, it, when you own the dark, only then you can find any light in the situation. Mm-hmm. You have to own, like, you have to acknowledge that it's there. And once you acknowledge it's there, at that point is when you can deal with it. Exactly. I think, and I think so few people, um, maybe not so few people, but there's a good number of people that still don't really understand that. They think that it's just, you just kind of have to live in the darkness or you, you either live in it or you ignore it. And it's like, and I just, I will tell people, it's like, no, 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 you have to, you have to accept that you, that you have that baggage or you have that, the crap that happened to you because then you can live and then it can make you a better person when you, like you said, own it. Yes. That's my point exactly. 
<laughs> awesome. Um, well, this will be, um, we're almost at about 30 minutes. Uh, thank you again so much. It's been so great to talk to you about this and to um, chat with you about verses and everything. I mean, everything you guys are doing right now. Um, uh, the well, last. You're super good at your job, man, because I forgot we were doing like an interview podcast thing. Thank you, know, you man. Just felt more like a, a, a conversation with someone who's passionate about what they do. I, that's a, I don't think you know how much that means to me. <laughs> I mean, I started, um, I mean, I started this a couple years ago and I, I've always tried to model my interviews off of just doing a conversation because I would listen to stuff like um like the Nerdist podcast or WTF with Mark Marin where it's just they're just kind of sitting in a room or on the phone talking with someone and with just questions and I don't know I just always kind of went with that but man thank you thank you thank you so much that no, meant a lot to me thank yeah. you so much like it's a pleasure Absolutely um so the last question that I do ask um is just it's kind of a way to close things out it's a really broad question but what does music mean to you Life all right, perfect. Without, for, for me, <laughs> yeah, for me, without music, I don't know if I didn't have that crush, and I'd be right where I'm speaking about not being. So it, uh, yeah, it's life. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do without it. All right, man. Perfectly said. Um, and then, uh, lastly, of course, where can people find you guys online? Everywhere. www Facebook slash vsbandofficial.com and uh, merchnow.versus I mean, yeah, www.versus.merchnow.com You can pre-order the record, The Cardinal, until tomorrow when it's out. Sweet. Go pick it up and yeah, all that good stuff. Revival Recordings, YouTube, check it out. We've got plenty of stuff up on there. The album is streaming now. Two music videos are released thus far. We're good to go. Plenty of, plenty of stuff to check out. Awesome. All right. Well, Joe, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure, and I'm looking forward to getting this up for everybody to check out. Thanks so much, Jared. Have a good one. Thank you, man. You too. Take care.